Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, prolific Dutch striker. Played for Leeds, Chelsea, Atletico Madrid, AZ, Boa Vista, Borough, Charlton and Cardiff. A lot of clubs. 14th all-time top Premier League goalscorer. Shared a golden boot with Michael Owen and Dwight York in 1999. They get to keep it alternating weekends. Currently manager of Burton Albion and, of course, author. But let's see what the book club and special guest Maisie Adam thought of his book, Jimmy, in today's... Football Book Club! This book dissected my psyche in a much more sinister way. It's not my world, but I would like to explore under the sea. I think Jimmy might be the source of Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy. I used to live in a number six, which, of course, is an upside-down nine. In ten lines, he's gone porn, pregnancy, childhood manners, (laughs) chips with vinegar. Yay! Yay! Oh, well, well, that is way too enthusiastic for this. Too we we not have done for making like it through that, James. Well done. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, alternating weekends. What a hard thing to say. Anyway, <laughs> hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each episode we read another footballer's autobiography. Less Stig Larson, more Henrik Larson. <laughs> uh, amazing, Ooh, man. That's good. That amazing laugh. laugh. That. Yeah. Jack it was, was not impressed, as always. Tash is really Tash shaking her head. That was it. That's lazy. For context, we've heard about like forty of these. I'd say now. Right. Yeah. yeah you so, have the sort of glazed over look of somebody who's listened to forty literary football puns. <laughs> yeah, and and read and read forty books alongside it. So I think that that yeah. is that we, very glazed over yeah. is a good so way of describing us. Dead um, in the eyes, and then you yeah. have to pretend that you like them to the audience. Yes, because oh. they send them in. All right, Jack, blimey. <laughs> but, but, but generally, we're running low. So if you can send them in, uh, despite that, <laughs> please do. And it's it's to... probably because I keep insulting them. Yeah, no one wants them. to send them in it. They're scared. Thanks to Jack Swindlehurst for sending that one. He's second who's got on the show. Can be done. Well Good. Done, Jack. Uh, I'm James Berg, and over the weeks we were reading classics such as Alan Dunn's Done It the Hard Way and Rodney Marsh's Priceless. But today we are reading Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's 2005 book, Jimmy, and joining me to read it, as always, are Jack Bernhardt. Hello. Natasha Frisco. Hello. And welcome to the show, stand-up, lead superfan and star of 8 out of 10 Cats, Mot the Week, Have I Got News For You, and loads more, it's Maisie Adam. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello. Yeah. Good. We're very good, actually. Great to have you. How are you doing, Maisie? Uh, I'm all right. I am... Uh 
frankly relieved to have finished the book. (laughs) I'm glad that this is no longer hanging over me. The albatross round your neck. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like I how how I imagine um not experienced runners finish after a marathon. <laughs> they regret taking on the task and are just yeah, glad yeah, the yeah, ordeal yeah. is over. This is a very common theme with our guests. Mm. I really um, I It's of oh I want to be clear it is of no reflection of this podcast more a reflection <laughs> of the literary works of Mr. Hasselbank. I mean, we just we did record for four minutes at the beginning without, with, and I realised I haven't pressed the record button. So, I mean, I, I would be pretty exhausted after all that as well. So, yeah, I, I don't blame you if it wasn't the podcast, Maisie. Actually, no. that's an idea, the running thing. We should get people to, um, we should get, we should raise some money for these things. <laughs> We're going through an ordeal. We should, we should, do, people should donate to us for reading these books, I what, think. raise some what? money for the people who've had to read the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's a good thing. I'm some reading all counseling. these books. That's just as hard as running. Yeah. I, or they could just join our Patreon. That's also a thing they could do. Anyway, are you a big reader in general of football autobiographies, Maisie? I'm guessing no, not. No, not okay. of football autobiographies. Um, and and when I undertook this task for the for the podcast, I thought it'd be nice because usually I like to read fiction um, yep. uh, uh, and a, a few sort of like, I don't know what the genre is, but kind of um, like John Ronson kind of stuff, that kind of thing. Of, okay. Of, um, what's that about? Basically, books. just like dissecting the psych, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, okay. This book dissected my psych in a much more sinister <laughs> okay. way. In that I gradually lost the will to live. All right. <laughs> uh, that sounds so about right. It was nice to read something a bit different. It was nice to do it, but I won't be in a hurry to read a autobiography of a footballer any time. Mm soon that's such uh, a shame because just looking next to you i've got andy gray's gray matters sitting on the uh, desk so you, you, you don't want me to send that in the post to you Maisie? i would really love to see what the other options were for these titles <laughs> gray matters what I, else was on the table except for jimmy what else yeah oh for hasselbank's one yeah yeah don't hassle the bank. That was yeah. that a TV show. Hassling all the way to the bank. Yeah. Last name, and he went yeah, he with does. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, that's Jimmy. true. Which, isn't even as we will probably come on point. to in a minute, isn't even his name. Well, yeah. that is you. That, that is a that huge spoiler for uh, three minutes time. <laughs> but yes, yeah, that is that is true. That is true. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you have mentioned the world of football autobiographies, and we're going to see what you thought of the book. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think you've got a particularly high opinion of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess <laughs> so far, but we're gonna see what you thought of it as we make I've our got way. Basically, the notes that his editor should have given him. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 should go back in time. Like you need to save. Yeah. Th- this book from ever being this made. I don't believe this book was proofread. <laughs> right. I, I I think I think you're onto something there. So let's go into it. Let's read Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's Jimmy and a uh, word of warning. There's a bit where Jimmy talks quite graphically about Dutch pornography. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right then, over the show, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll have another educational reading. We had the one those last time. That'd be fun. And a quiz at the end. And our friend Ken Zong is back with another chant. But first, you want to hear what Amazon's saying about the book? Oh, yes, please. God, go on. <laughs> All right, Tash, I have to. <laughs> I, can cut, I can cut it in the future. No, uh, no, do it. It has to be done. The book has, uh, I, I don't think you'd be surprised by this, 3.3 stars from eight that reviews. That is so generous. That is 3.3 stars too many. For Amazon, <laughs> for 
Amazon, though, I would say that is that, that is, is extremely harsh. Yeah, you, you've got to think about the type of people yeah. who are reviewing these books. They're yeah. reviewing their fans. It's generally either like grandmas who've bought it for their grandsons for Christmas yep. who say five stars because it came on time, or yeah, super fans. That's it. So you, yep. Yep. you do tend to get quite high. Quite so you have to wonder or, why someone. Or you get trolls. This. You sometimes get trolls going on there. If it's like yeah, a rival me, club. Though. And <laughs> Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. That's why we got you in the podcast. That's how I found yeah. Tash. I, mean, I was trolling through reviews. You know that. Professional um, troll, Tash Fisco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got. It is a very, it is a very uh, confusing review I've got from uh, General underscore Dirtbag. That's generally what he was called in there. Entitled, "This could put a glass eye to sleep." <laughs> which, <laughs> which I don't wow. know what it means. Which reads. Wow, my friend at work gave me this book from our library we have. I can see why it was left on the shelf. Every page is like reading five live results, but in a very boring way. I'm amazed how much he remembers about scores. I imagine he looked them up. If you have insomnia, then for $9.99, you're cured. It's very confusing. Because first of all, does he own That's a library with his friend? No, wait, yeah. no. I, I, I agree that the review, the review is bang on. Where do they work? Do they work somewhere that has a library? I think I, it does say it's from our library we have. It's very confusing. And, and he then says, where like, did his friend get it for him? Why yeah. can't he go if to the If they own the library. Yeah, he can get as many books he wants. He's got the perfect life. Uh, he also, <laughs> and he says, he says, I bet, I bet he looked up the scores. Like, you're allowed to do that. There's no cheating when you write your own autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> it doesn't go me from memory. <laughs> but James, when you look up the scores to put into your autobiography, you should write them in a way that suggests <laughs> <laughs> some sort yeah. of personal connection to them that, that well, rather true. than that a... A yeah. sort of um, glossary level uh, approach of just reciting. It was like a Wikipedia audiobook. <laughs> very, very. I mean, Look, there are whole Wikipedia research, articles in here. If you've done the research, you should put it in the book. That's the that's the thing. There is I, no editing that should be done. Everything you've read for research in this book should go in. That's how book writing works. I, I, I do I have to I, say though, I think in in terms of SEO for football book club, this book's going to do really well because when I true. googled the book, there is nothing about it online apart from one ah. article which really confused me because it said borders closed, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank sells sells for sixty nine p, and I was like what like is this some sort of brexit like thing and then it turns out that in the south there's a bookshop called borders yeah borders yeah, yeah well, borders. i didn't know so i was like borders closed jimmy floyd hasselbank gets sold for 69p <laughs> and then really bad transfer <laughs> deadline <Yeah. almost. laughs> and, and it, that's like the third result down when you google the book so we're obviously going to beat that yeah, but then, oh, Tash, you're making God. a big assumption there that anyone's going to be Googling Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's book. <laughs> like, if it continues to be the case that no one Googles it, no one's going to hear the podcast. And all, talking of confusing, did anyone else get confused by the back of the book, which says, he's phenomenal, the jewel is up there with the best. What does that mean? Was the book originally called The Jewel? Is, is Jimmy Floyd's nickname The Jewel? I've it never heard that. It is his nickname, yes. Is it? Because uh, I, well, I Googled, I was Googling solved. it, and I, yeah, that's, but it ties into his real name, which... Is, uh, but he doesn't is, mention that at any point in the book. I know, exactly. There is a whole bit where he talks about how he's actually called Jarrell and then he got called Jimmy and there's nowhere where it mentions that he's called the jewel <laughs> and nope. he could have put that in any of the 16 pages he devotes <laughs> yep. to explaining the scores season by season at each yep. of the clubs he's played with. I totally agree. Because also he mentions the fact that he's not called Jimmy quite a few times or that he's mm -hmm. called Jarrell. You'd think at any point he you just go brackets i'm also called the jewel cool name <laughs> anyway moving on yeah baffling it's, 
It's 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 very confusing. Uh, Maisie, I, so I, let, what did you think of the book? Then? <laughs> do you agree with General Dirtbag on the whole? Yeah, absolutely. You General do. Dirtbag's got it pretty much uh, summed up there. It's, <laughs> okay. It's it's not it's not a great. It goes <laughs> it flicks between. I found I don't know if you guys found this as well. First of all, he wrote this book when he was not yet like a retired footballer. Which, which happens more a, than you think. It happens yeah, all the time. it happens yeah. in loads of things. It's like when somebody like Little Mix releases yeah. the greatest hits yeah. album. <laughs> Why? You are still yeah. on the job. That is like me doing a greatest comedy specials of all time. I've done two shows. <laughs> it's madness. Yep. It's so stupid. Anyway, so before we get to that, the tone of the book lies somewhere between just a rundown of Wikipedia statistics. Then mm-hmm. at some points, he will um, cover a whole season in a paragraph and then spend three pages talking about what time he gets up and what time he goes to bed, depending <laughs> on what country he's in. And that's yep. so boring. But yep. more than anything, it was like a less eventful um, book version of the film Memento in the... <laughs> There's no sense of chronological order. So at Very one much point, so. he'll be like telling you about when his girlfriend got pregnant with his now daughter. And then you're thinking, all oh, right, great, he's become a he's become a dad. Then in the next episode, it's six years before that, and we don't yep. yet have, we don't yet know the daughter or even the girlfriend. <laughs> then we it's... suddenly go to present day. Then hello, we're back, and we're at his daughter's fifth birthday party. It's absolute. <laughs> it's so my brain is shattered. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, am, I, am I right, Maisie, in thinking that you read this on set somewhere? Uh, yeah, I've, this... yes, I've, oh, I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading it um, a mixture of at home, uh, which I've, yep. I've, I've, I've had to take to that because I need to be around calming atmospheres. <laughs> of course, of course. When I put it down because it stresses yep. me out so much. But um, I can tell. I, when I first started reading it, I was filming um, a League of Their Own road trip, <laughs> so I perhaps fatally got it out in front of <laughs> Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> and he was like, these are his words, and I quote, what the hell are you reading that <laughs> To which I said, oh, I'm doing it for this podcast. And then he went, is it any good? And I didn't I didn't want to cause yet another, because he's got a few beefs, as old Jimmy. I didn't think he sure. had another adding to his no. point. I thought, I'm not getting involved in this. So I just sort of gave that very um, middle of the road. Yeah, okay. it's still, I'm still in early days, um, it- Jamie. I mean, I say early days. I was in early days of the of the page, page-wise, I was early days. But yeah. in his life, I'd gone through yeah. three different decades back to front. Yeah. <laughs> and just to be clear, Jamie Rennett was definitely asking, is the podcast, uh, is the book good, not is the podcast good? Yeah, was, no, that's not the podcast. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh no, when I said the podcast, he was like, oh my God, great. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> my favourite. My favourite. Yes, yes. I think that's the first footballer sighting of, re- of us reading any of these books because we re- we've read these books in a lot of strange places, but yeah. not once have we run into a book. I think, Jack, you read Louis Saha's book at um, the Emirates, right? Yeah, and has a big Spurs, some... Spurs player on because he's wearing a Spurs top at the time. <laughs> yeah, was, that must have was, some funny looks. It was quite a bizarre one, really, because we were filming um, over a few days and across those few days we met several... Um, other sports stars. So I was reading Jimmy's book 
Then we met John Barnes because we were playing football at St George's Park and John Barnes was there flogging his book. He was handing out, <laughs> he was handing out copies like it was World Book Day. Um, wow. just, yeah, unsolicited copies, just, just flinging them at you from across the room. Uh, then Freddie, he got a call yeah. from his agent being like, the book's, your book's finished. Freddie didn't know this. He was like, oh, yeah. your book's done. So uh, that that was ready to go. Um, uh, so at one point, it was almost like a book club when we were sat around yeah. for, for lunch. I was I was reading Jimmy. Uh, Jamie was um, having a having a read through John Barnes's book that John had given him, and um, I think Freddie was reading his own book. Okay. <laughs> wow, this is really what? good. Wow, yeah, really? yeah. That. I mean, to be honest, I, that's a podcast I probably listen to. You, Jamie Redknapp, <laughs> and uh, Freddie Flintoff sitting around right there. Sounds great. Tash, Jack, what did you think of the book? Similar to Maisie? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> it is, it is, it, it, it's Wikipedia dumping. It feels yeah. like entire articles have just been like, like imported into this. It's remarkable. I mean, it's incredible. A, I, I moved how I, I've read this in the last week in my old house and it's really tainted my view of that house now. <laughs> you had to move out straight I, away. I, 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 I now see my life in two parts, like before this book and after it, because I, <laughs> I, I'm a bit annoyed that it's here in my new house. It's like a hall crux for me. I'm going to have to burn it when I go down. Yeah. <laughs> the second we've done this. We don't encourage burning books in this podcast, but fair, fair enough. If you, if you want to do that, I, I feel this is the most negative start. To on the, you know, we've had I, some pretty negative starts of books, but it, it is a, ba- it think, is a bad think, book. Let's not beat around the bush. It is a bad a book. Bad What's frustrating book. about it is yeah. that it, it's not just that it's boring or that it's sh- like it's, it's, it's both short and very long. And it's yep. sort of, it shouldn't be that hard to read, but it really is. Like every mm. page, it's like your eyes just start yeah. to fall asleep. I had, I had like a page next that while I was writing notes where it just says dull, dull, dull over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like a, like a person like losing their mind. Just, yeah. Did you it's, keep getting that thing where suddenly you clock that your eyes have been moving across the words, but you haven't taken any? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have I done this for? So then you have to read back to the last bit that you remember taking in. And sometimes yep. it was pages I was having to go back. But, Just but pages maybe also, of scores. Th- there's another problem with that because he repeats himself so much. So yeah. you could so think much. you could be like, oh, I know this bit. I remember this bit. And then you actually like start to read it and realize the wording is slightly different. And actually, it's, that's something that you read 10, 15 pages ago about yeah. Claudia Ranieri and, and how his training is bad. And you're like, you, you've <laughs> Told us that so many times. He, he does. It, yeah. he, he does. He does say that a lot about Claudia Rennie. What one good thing though? Um, my book is signed. I finally got a signed book. Oh. No. To, to, to Adam, my security escort, <laughs> signed Jimmy. <laughs> anyone know anyone called Adam who works in security game? Just uh, in this book. Quite, quite rude. He didn't get a mention in the book if he's a secure. That, that, yeah. exactly. that is true. That's a very good point. Wouldn't That's you write a does. nice note as well? You wouldn't just yeah. write like my also, security guard. Yeah, security. <laughs> quite <laughs> off brand for Jimmy to um, call somebody in his close circle just by the first name because it seems like everybody <laughs> is Oswald mm. Snip every time. Oswald Snip. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Names. I would like oh. to talk about Oswald Snip for a year. I, I, just... I was playing football with my close friend Oswald Snip. Oh, and, then it's like, oh, and my agent, Humphrey Nygaard. She's like, you've worked with him for 30 years. You could probably go on first name terms now, Jimmy. <laughs> Given that you've named your book just your first name, but you're still dub- double naming everybody else. Which isn't even your own first name, Jimmy. Not even yeah. first name, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I mean, let's yeah. move on to that. So his, his name is Jarell, as we said. And mm-hmm. the reason he's, he's called... 
Jimmy, if I've got this right, he's a, um, I, I'm never going to pronounce this name, but Campo Mairanese or something like that. He plays for yeah. in Portugal and they sign him and they've got to keep his signing secret or something. So they go, uh, from now on, you're called Jimmy, okay? Uh, and he, I think he just has Jimmy on his back and then he becomes Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank from there. It's bizarre. It's really, really it's strange. Never really, it's never really explained. No, I, I, so why I, he wiki- keeps it. I looked it up on Wikipedia. This was the one thing that he didn't copy and paste from there. And it's quite well explained on there, but not in the bloody book. <laughs> Wow. Well, what actually so, happened so, then? Because it's yeah. quite so, nonsensical. Yeah, yeah, so he went to Campo, blah, 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 yeah. uh, in 1995, and they it almost got leaked to the press. And the guy said, yes, you heard right, you heard Jimmy. But he didn't hear right, it was Jarrell. Uh-huh. And they published Jimmy, and then, yeah, so that's how it happened. But why did Wait, Jimmy so- keep that name? Why, like, you he, said just- he, prefer- he said he preferred it. To- he never really liked his first name. That's so weird. he just decided because of someone mishearing his name, he was like, yeah. you know yeah, what? That, that's, that's my, my new name. name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand it, though, because um, Jarrell was also the name of the stick with which yeah. he was beaten with by his aunt when he yeah. was a kid. I remember yeah. that bit. Oh, I forgot about they that bit. Yeah, and he was like, oh, there was this stick. And, and it's not uncommon to be beaten by your auntie. Um, uh, where where I grow up, um, but he was beaten so much more than any of the other of his brothers and sisters that the stick was just called Jarrell. Wow. So his auntie would be like, "Fetch me Jarrell," and his brothers and sisters, rather than fetching Jarrell Hasselbank, would fetch a large wooden spoon. <laughs> With which she would then whack actual Jarrell <laughs> with the stick that is mainly known as Jarrell. Does so the stick have to change its name as well? When you start going around the world and someone says, "Should we just call you Jimmy rather than Jarrell?" You go, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know okay. what? That that name's lost its re- its meaning for me as well. I'm happy to let it go. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think you're right on that. But his young life, we've touched upon it there yeah. a little bit. Tash, I know that you actually enjoyed that segment quite a bit. Well, I did. Not the him getting but... hit so much, but <laughs> yeah. No, not so much that bit. But I always know when a book's bad because the bit that I hone in on is before they start playing football because that's when they get even more boring. So, <laughs> I, and it's also when I start making these like gigantic leaps to pop culture references. So sadly for you know everyone who's waiting for me to compare it to gone girl i won't but my favorite thing that i found in this book was i think jimmy might be the uh source of avril lavigne's skater boy wow that is a comparison <laughs> that blew my mind i did not see that coming right. because i think you could have said case. anything else <laughs> and i would have believed it please because in his early life he has this girlfriend Leonie Van Vuren. Sounds like yes. a great villain name, right? The one whose dad doesn't approve of him. Oh, and he's, yeah. And Jimmy yeah. is super into skateboarding. But what's she into? Ballet, horse riding. <laughs> <laughs> and Leonie dumps him because her dad doesn't approve. And then two years later, he gets signed to be a football player. And oh, who yeah. comes crawling back? Yeah. Leonie. But she's too late. He's already with Avril by that point. <laughs> yeah, skater boys oh, rocking up MTV, God. as exactly. uh, Avril once said. Wow, yeah. that is, you know, I I did not expect that comparison to go as well as that. That was, <laughs> it, it was pretty strong. <laughs> now you said it, it's like, yeah, you're right. Actually, he is he is skater boy. He, is skater he does Lord. indeed love. He loves yeah. e- every type of skating. He loves yeah. skating. Regular. Yeah. He also loves dolphins. He was a punk. She did ballet. What more yeah. can I say? 
I wouldn't describe oh, um, I wouldn't describe Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank as a punk. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he's. I wouldn't describe his, his style as punk. I quite like a lot of the way. Um, well, no, I don't like it, but it's very interesting <laughs> the way he. Um, because you're right to bring up Leone. He's one of the few women where he really talks about uh, without sort of being a bit inappropriate. To let yeah, me be honest. Yeah. Uh, it, there's with with one of his first girlfriends. Uh, I, I don't know if it's that one. Maybe it is this one actually. But um, very early on, he goes, "You know how things go. We were already sleeping together." And it's like, <laughs> have you have you ran it past her that maybe you're just <laughs> twenty three pages in? You're going, yeah. She was staying round. We weren't meant to be sleeping together, but we were. Um, and then this kind of carries on as a lot of a. A running yeah. theme. A few pages later, he's on about the mother of his children, why they split up. And you think, oh, he's going to get really into the detail. And all we get was, you know how that goes, women aren't always easiest to deal with. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that Jimmy? Oh, yeah. I think it, it, this is the bit of the book that really felt like someone at the pub just talking at you. Yeah. And you yes. just wanted to sort of That's the whole turn book. around. The whole book is that for me. Yeah. I the whole- think... Um, there was, if I may just highlight some other moments for you of uh, this sort of beautiful language with which he <laughs> appreciates people. Uh, this is um, uh, this is when he's uh, in Portugal. It was wonderful sitting on a sunny terrace when the weather was fantastic, having a nice cup of coffee, glancing at the girls. Of course, just peeking, spoiling my eyes, so to speak. I'm human after all, and the eye needs a bit of excitement from time to time. They never approached me because they were always together with their mates and their boyfriends. Of course, sometimes they would recognise me as Boa Vista's Jimmy, and I sometimes abuse that fame, but actually, not that often. <laughs> what a good guy! That's what a good nice. guy! Not that often. That's great. Nice. I think the worst <laughs> one was the um, the 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 hotel receptionist. <gasps> um, do you remember that one? I so do. This is, oh, it's um, awful. This is Perena, the um where they go to train. Uh, this is when he's uh, at Chelsea, uh, and he says there was really nothing to do, no bars, nothing. Uh, there was this one young uh, but not very attractive woman look, working at the hotel reception, but after six days she started looking beautiful in our oh, eyes. Yes, Another yeah. three days passed, and the guys were thinking, "Wow, she's actually pretty hot." Whilst after 10 days, they were fighting over her and making moves on her. We ended up going there for three summers. Every time there was the same young girl, and every time the guy's eyes became bigger with time. That's lovely. Romance. I still probably about the most romantic thing we've had in every book, though. At least he, me- <laughs> at least, at least he mentions his girlfriends and stuff. Like we've had, I mean, I'm not saying in uh, a good way, we've had plenty of books where they just kind of forget about their wives. Yeah, um, and yeah. Just crack on stuff. They're just yeah. conduits yeah. to their firstborn sons in yeah. most of these yeah. books. He might be incredibly disrespectful, but at least, god damn it, he mentions them. <laughs> at least, at least, at least he doesn't erase them, at least. But no, you're, you're right. He's a, he's a naughty boy. It was a nice starter to Andy Gray's book that we're doing next, actually. <laughs> oh, That's <God>. true. <laughs> it's quite, it is That's almost appet- very, um, almost quite teenage boy the yeah. sort of mentality of it even yeah, down completely. to the fact where do you remember at school when they used to be like guys you can always use a comma 
That helps with a sentence structure. Rather than doing two short sentences, you can split one up with a comma. Um, it's very like a teenage boy's written it in that it'll be like, you know when it go, I am sad. Today, I have gone to the cinema. Tomorrow, I will go to the swimming pool. It was very like that. And then, especially then when it lent towards the sort of sexual sides of his thing. Yeah. Like when he got a TV in his room as a kid, finally. Oh. And he not very subtly alludes to the fact that that meant he could watch porn. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is a big moment for him. We do generally find, though, that when we read these books, they are sort of stuck age 15, 16. They read, footballers do stay in a real arrested development it's for yeah. a so weird. long time. Who was the one who had the Cocoa Pops bars? He went to the oh, cinema Wayne Cocoa Rooney. Pops yeah, bars. Wayne, Wayne Rooney. Rooney, that was that's, it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's Cocoa Pops bars. Yeah, they, it's they so are children. They so are children. Like, you can try and be um, maybe a little bit more subtle and have a bit of guessing work, Jimmy. Um, but this isn't subtle. I got my own room when the others left the house. By then, we could afford to have a separate TV in my bedroom. You can imagine what I watched on TV and what else happened in that room afterwards. We get it. You yep. had a wank, Jimmy. That's what you've I, done. Honestly, Maisie, I think, given the rest of this book, I'm surprised you didn't say, I watched porn and I had a wank. It was lovely. Yeah. That would have been a better title for this book. Hasselbank had a wank. <laughs> Jimmy Floyd had a wank. Jimmy Floyd had a wank. <laughs> Maisie, do you remember Jimmy at Leeds particularly well? Not, not particularly well. I was, I was born ninety four, so okay. um, his sort of glory years were 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 very brief. And of course, I was very young. So my my experience of Jimmy Floyd as a Leeds player is mainly listening to family members tut when his name is mentioned. Um, and he kind of touches on that, which I do think was an in, the one of the few interesting bits of the book was sort of um, to hear his side of why there's those feelings between him and Leeds United. Mm. And um, it turns out the guy had a point, actually. I mean, everyone mm. in my family, when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank <laughs> comes up, he's like, oh, he left because of money. And then um, in the book, you read it, uh, Jimmy's side of it, and he's like, yeah, because Peter Ridsdale was being stupid with money. And yep. of course, now we know um, mm. that was exactly the case. <laughs> so um, <laughs> of all the bad things I'm saying about Jimmy and his book here, I, I will at least concede that perhaps upon reflection, fair enough, uh, <laughs> you jump ship of something that was sinking very, very fast. But you must have enjoyed some of the things uh, with some of the you know other people who are still Leeds legends, like Gary Kelly. His description of yeah. him, I think, and how I think doesn't Gary Kelly try and attack him with some deep heat at some point? Yeah, I think yes. he puts deep heat in his pants. Um, That's it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and he again, calls him- you're reading this, going, "Oh my god, oh my god, and what happened? And what happened?" And he goes, "So I took it out, and we had a laugh about it." <laughs> And that's that's often it. He, a lot he of does call paragraphs it. start with things like, I remember one time, uh, and then it will just end with, and we had a laugh and we moved on. And <laughs> that's not an anecdote. <laughs> it's so that's, close to one, though. It, it, it's true, but it, it is fun reading his descriptions of, I think he calls Gary Kay that strange Irishman. It's what he refers to throughout that in the thing. He says, uh, we had several more strange guys in our team. David Weatherall, in fact, really did not fit in our squad. He was the perfect gentleman, a high society guy who spoke this Queen's English. <laughs> then there's Alfred Gunnar Harland. Gunnar Hall uh, was the sweetest player in our group. Uh, Jonathan Woodgate, 
think he calls incredibly dim at some point. He's not the smartest yeah. cookie in the crowd. That's what you said. I love That's that. my favourite line. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not smartest the smartest cookie, cookie in the, in the crowd. crowd. Yeah. One thing that did annoy me about his time when he was talking about Leeds is that he said, he's like, oh, I loved my time living there. I've spent a few, my first few weeks in this lovely hotel and then I moved to a lovely big house in Chadwell. It's Shadwell with an S. <laughs> there is nowhere called Chadwell in Leeds. Chadwell <laughs> is in East London. Okay? Oh, wow. Chadwell Heath. He's talking yeah. about Shadwell, where all the footballers tend to live when they come and play for Leeds United. You and were he there remember two the name. years. <laughs> Proofread your book, Jimmy. It's, Google it's Maps where you lived for two years. Maisie, and I don't, I don't want to um, cast any assumptions about this, but I'm guessing in Shadwell, Shadwell, sorry, Shadwell, there's less um, women walking around in uh, bikinis walking to a beach, I'm assuming. So maybe that's why Jimmy didn't remember the name of it. Maybe that's the only maybe. thing that can kind of attach things. Maybe. That's not, I'm not, not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying it's a very bad thing. But, um, well, I, yeah. yeah, but also, you haven't been in Leeds on a, on a Saturday night out. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's pretty, true. Much, pretty much <laughs> close to that happening. Yeah, that's um, true. It's the Boa, Boa Vista of, um, of the Northern Boa England. Vista yeah. of Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot that in that when he's talking about the hotel, he said, it's a great hotel. It's such a great hotel. It's brilliant. Apart from the main room, I had a small storage room to store my belongings. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. A cupboard. Great. Thanks, Doesn't... Jimmy. It is. I, I think that there are so many bits of this book, and Maisie's right, where you're just like, you're just so close to this being interesting. Like, he, yes. he's three years old and he gets hit by a car that nearly stops him from playing football forever. Mm. And at one point, he maybe nearly gets his leg amputated. Yeah, but and that hardly is, gets it, touched on. It's almost impressive how boring he makes both of those things. <laughs> but like, yeah, there'll be something that he'll just mention and not think that's worthy of going in any further. Like, when he's talking about his lack of discipline in the early start of his career... He'd say, oh, I was always turning up, you know, with different excuses. There was always something wrong with me. One day I wouldn't go to training. The next day I didn't show up because of diarrhoea. And then <laughs> oh, we, yes, just, yes, we just have yes. to move on. Just have to move on from that. That's not mentioned at all. Uh, <laughs> but then there'll be other bits where you go, why are you still elaborating on this? It's mm-hmm. so dull. Um, mm. Such as when he's talking about what goes through his mind when he's um, sort of trying to have faith in himself as a forward that he'll get his chance to score a goal. This is it, ready? Scoring is largely a matter of focus. I keep calm by telling myself things like, stay calm. It's coming. That chance will certainly come. Remain concentrated. Keep on waiting. Why did we need wow. four examples? <laughs> um, Synonyms for stay calm, Google. <laughs> yeah. Just amazing. Talking of um, strange quotes, has anyone got an out of context Jimmy for this week? Anyone got I a mean, line I in found particular? It really hard to find one because he everything that he says is just mildly inappropriate. Uh, yeah, yeah. The whole book, the whole <laughs> book is out of context, Jimmy. Out, yeah, yeah I, I do know what you mean. I know what you mean. Anyone want to kick us off if anyone's got one? Uh, completely out of context, yes? Yeah, please. <laughs> Who knows? Johan Cruyff might soon explain to everyone the right way to make love to a woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a good one. This is very... You've, you've basically written down the three that I was going to use, so this is okay. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all brilliant. Um, uh, oh, I, ha- I have one. Yep. I just think it's a great number, and I would happily get a, a tattoo with the number nine. Yeah. <laughs> 
He, again, that is a segment. I don't want to give too much away, but he, again, that is a segment where he talks a lot about the number nine and the importance. It's a whole oh my page God. of why it's, he likes the is. number nine. And, and, he, and, and like, I like, I like places called thirty-six because three and six adds up to nine. Oh, it's this. Oh, yes. it's, it's a nine. I'm also nine. happy with multiples of nine. For example, <laughs> <Yeah>. the number sixty-three. <laughs> I used to live. I used to live in a number six, which, of course, is an upside-down nine. <laughs> That is an actual line in this book. <laughs> it is. Uh, Tash? We went to Funky Budder, a club popular among celebrities and footballers, but they just let me walk in, obviously. Yeah. Ooh. Classic. Classic, <laughs> Jimmy. Just walk in. My, mine's, a, mine's a tiny bit longer, but I think it's my favourite ever ending to a, chapt, uh, to a chapter. That's all the context I'm going to give, a little bit of context. I go for about two to three months to Dubai every year. It's a great place for snorkeling and diving, but I haven't done that yet. First, I must conquer my fear. I'm afraid that I'll encounter a big fish, such as a shark or something, and start panicking. I should go with someone who isn't scared. If I have another girlfriend, I will go diving with her and then try to conquer my fear. It's not my world, but I would like to explore under the sea. <laughs> What planet is it from? <laughs> it's just just one waiting of on another girlfriend to help me conquer my fear of the sharks of Dubai. <laughs> and then what's amazing is it's like chapter seven. I had a good time in Atletico Madrid. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Can we unpack yeah. that, please? Man, um, I'll move back after the break with more Jimmy, including Chelsea, Holland, and Jimmy explains the difference between Brits and the Dutch. Oh God! Oh, God! God. <laughs> yeah, get excited! Hi, we're Football Book Club podcast, and we need your support. Now, let's let's drop the appeal music. Hi, everyone. James here, and I just want to tell you about the brand new Football Book Club Club, which you can join to receive bonus weekly episodes, access to exclusive member events, and your very own Football Book Club book book bookmark, all for the same price as a used copy of Darren Huckabee's 2007 book. Hucks. So if you enjoy the podcast and need to hear more afterwards, head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. Enjoy the episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you need more sketch comedy in your life? This is a flesh-eating bacteria I stole from work. We stole that from the lab, did you, Mike? Yeah. Then you need Crowley time with me, Tom Crowley. With me, Tom Crowley. When did you lose your virginity? 2nd of October 1993 on a pool table. Each episode features brand new sketches, characters and songs. No time to die and no love to lose. Death through life I choose. As well as returning regular features. These are the diaries of Link Tangent, space cartographer. I'm Sir Chantley Buffingham. Hello, my name is Wingnut. All written, performed and produced by me. Tom Crowley. He may look frightening, but he's innocent. He knows not what he does. Over eight hours of original sketch comedy. Available now on all good podcast apps and at CrowleyTime.com. Have you ever had constipation? No. It can be a bit like that. That's Crowley Time with me, Tom Crowley. Subscribe today. Welcome back to Football Book Club, where we are reading Jimmy Flood Hasselbank's Jimmy with Maisie Adam. You changed your mind on the book at all yet, Maisie? You got more Absolutely angry with it? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> it's like revisiting trauma in okay. therapy. <laughs> well, we touched on it just before, just before the break. We touched upon how Jimmy has these very strange asides and very strange choices for what he wants to dwell on a lot in uh, the book. The snorkeling bit was good. I'm, there's another little bit I wanted to mention, which was on page uh, 65. It's when he's gone to Boa Vista. He's talking about how he has to sit around in the hotel a lot. He says, uh, actually, it's not a hard fi- hardship for me as I love staying at home. In Portugal, I rented a lot of videos, but nowadays I watch the latest blockbusters on DVD. Sometimes I had access to movies that had just been released in the cinema. For example, I'd already seen Hostage, starring Bruce Willis, before it was released in England. What I was going to say, this actually makes a lot of sense. When Maisie was talking about him being a 14-year-old boy, as yes. a 14-year-old boy, that would have been one of the most exciting I things g- you could possibly tell I got to watch anyone. Hostage before it came. Why, why does he, why, he really wants us to know that he saw Hostage before anyone in the UK saw Hostage. A film no, I, because- I barely remember. Because I think that when when that happens to you, you're just filled with a sense of like joy. Like yes. I I saw Anchorman <laughs> slightly before anyone in England, and I was like, uh, "Excuse me, guys, you guys are going to really enjoy this little comedy film coming out soon. Not sure when it comes out, uh, but I've already seen it." But uh, <laughs> and the difference is, Anchorman was a good film. Hostage, no one st- no one cares if you saw Hostage before. That's yeah, but I'm it's the in. same. It's the same energy as being the guy who's like, obviously they let me into Funky Buddha. It is that fourteen-year-old. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's also again just a terribly dull anecdote. Mm, mm. Can you imagine if you got like into an elevator with one of the best (laughs) scoring footballers of the and Mm. and you go go on tell us something? And he said, 
In Portugal, I rented a lot of videos, but nowadays I watch the latest blockbusters on DVD. <laughs> you wouldn't think you're in an elevator with a world-class footballer. You'd no. think you're in an elevator with Alan Partridge. <laughs> I, I would start pressing the door open button very, very quickly. It's over so, and over again. In fact, I am sometimes of the opinion that this... Because, I'll be honest, one of my biggest... Um, preconceptions about this book was oh has he got a ghost writer and it very quickly becomes apparent that he doesn't and perhaps <laughs> that would have benefited him um but at, sometimes you're like oh he's, he could have had a ghost writer and in that bit you're thinking alan partridge and then in other bits there's one bit where i thought it was so reminiscent of um do you guys remember this when chris moyles in his um sort of ending days of radio one um mm. went on a rant about his pay uninterrupted yeah. for like yes. half an hour yep. and he didn't play a record. At one point, he's just telling you about the financials of... And it's such Chris Moyle's energy. He just goes, in England and Holland, your salary is automatically transferred to your bank account, but in Portugal, I was paid by cheque. Every 29th day of the month, I picked up my salary. In total, I went to the bank 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was paid for 10 months, not 12. You could say I had two months of unpaid holiday. Nor did I get a 13th month pay for not for holiday money, which is common in Holland. In Spain, I got paid relatively little every month, but three times per season, we received an extra big amount as a bonus. This is so boring. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. clawing at the walls of the elevator at this point. I'm desperate. Like, just someone let me out of this elevator. <laughs> What? It's, like he's literally reciting his his P forty five. That's true. It, it's also it, it, the fact that he says a lot of the time about his financials. He's like, I don't care. I don't care how much I earn. I don't care. I don't care. I just don't care. But um, we got paid on this date, and um, that's there's, a, there's also another bit further in where he's like, oh, um, I don't like to discuss financials, and I don't want to say, but um. Uh, if I have seen some reports around saying that I get paid around £20,000 a week and those wouldn't be too inaccurate. Yeah, well, you've, just, <laughs> you've just told us, haven't you? Yeah. You've just told us how much you're on a week. It's Do we think so those bits bad. are more are more boring than when he just writes uh, the Wikipedia article for the history of Middlesbrough FC? Which happens a lot of the time. I think every time he goes to a club, he changes. He writes their history or yeah. who, their, uh, who their greatest goal scorer is. Oh, 100%. man. But anyway, I, I've got a... Um, that's a really lazy bit of him doing it is, that bit. It's, incredibly it's, lazy. But, it's but on also a really side... odd way of introducing your time because he starts often at like the birth of the club, which is often yes. in like the late 1800s. <laughs> yeah, way before he started. So he's yeah. starting to tell you about his time at a club, but he begins with the Industrial Revolution era. <laughs> <laughs> Let me that's tell you the story. Absolutely, that's like you going, Maisie, tell us about your first gig and going, well, comedy dates back to the musical <laughs> era. There was vaudevillian stars and jesters for the kings and queens of England. <laughs> Soon I'll get to my gig of Comedy Bucket in Giggles with <laughs> Northampton. But first... Very accurate. 
and um, in terms of these uh, these streams of consciousness, I would say they probably are. Uh, I've got an edu- educational reading for you this week. Uh, we have Ooh. one for Michael Owen. Are you excited? Oh, great. <laughs> All right, Jack. You might, you might learn something from this, Jack. It's an educational reading. Not a dramatic reading like we sometimes do. It's an educational reading. You can't do a dramatic reading out of this book. So I'm uh, it's impossible. There's no, no drama, no tension. Yeah. Like I say, he nearly lost his leg. Yeah. That would yeah. be a good story. <laughs> Very no, no. There is nothing. So we've got an educational reading, and this educational reading is called Jimmy Explains the Difference Between the Dutch and the English. Oh, this is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think that the Dutch people are regarding England as being very open. We are a very direct bunch of people who know where they want to go. The British also know what they want, but they are much less open about it. I find British courtesy superficial. The British appear very open-minded, but then they get very uptight when it comes to sex. Straight in with sex. Very, very, very quick into that. In England, you don't often see naked women on television. Even in a soft porn movie. <laughs> even in a soft porn movie, you actually don't see very much. Should you want to, in Holland, you can often see people having sex on television if you stay up late enough. It's very normal there. I think the British employ double standards. For example, in Holland, you will not find any newspaper showing a naked girl on page three. I think the Dutch type of openness is better. The number of teenage and, pregnancies. And, but, sorry. He likes, his, he likes sorry. his naked women moving. That's what he likes. <laughs> but then to go from, oh, I'm just explaining about soft porn, to then tackling teenage pregnancies. <laughs> like. Also, like, this has come after a couple of pages ago when he was talking about the history of Boa Vista. Yeah, and is. now, like, it's, it is what is happening? Where am book? I? I Why am I, I talking was... about Dutch softcore porn? <laughs> When I was about like ten, my view of Dutch people was shaped by Euro trash, and yes. he just solidified everything that I. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Weirdly, when he was talking about being in his room watching TV too late, Euro trash was the first thing I thought yeah. of. That is exactly <laughs> what I was like. That's the kind of thing that a, Euro, a British teenager would go sneak off and do that. Anyway, uh, number of teenage pregnancies is much higher in England than it is in the Netherlands. Perhaps that's because it's extremely rare for people to talk about sex openly here. But behind closed doors, the British are more naughty than we Dutchmen. (laughs) We Dutchmen. In England, England, people also need to be pleased more. If you ask someone, can you do this? They will reply with a curt, what? Only if you add please will they do what you you asked. Of course it is courtesy. I find it good when a child speaks like that, but when adults start fussing about, it's much too much for my taste. Another thing I noticed when I arrived here was that people eat chips with vinegar. (laughs) (laughs) Right turnaround there. It really is. He's he's cured teenage pregnancy with uh, softcore porn. That's uh, that's the thing he's done. Uh, He's gone in ten lines. He's gone porn, pregnancy, childhood manners... (laughs) Chips with vinegar. <laughs> Let's see if he can solve lines. it. It's a manifesto, really, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it I, this is this is. I mean, I think we all agree this is the best part of the book, right? This is the best. This oh, is the yeah. best page. Oh, by a mile. Page. By a mile. <laughs> um, it's disgusting. I can't understand how people can lick their lips about that. The way I learned to eat chips dipped in mayonnaise and ketchup, on the other hand, seems to be unheard of here. I love Yorkshire puddings, on the other hand. Sometimes I have dinner <laughs> over at the house of my friend Kareem Amrouche. His wife, Leslie, was, will almost always cook me a wonderful dinner. They're really down-to-earth people who will tell me, come on, Jimmy, get normal whenever I go too far. Get normal. <laughs> come on, Jimmy, Stop get normal. Stop talking about porn <laughs> at the dinner tables, Jimmy. Eat <laughs> okay. your Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> so either Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank has a bizarre stream of consciousness, or he does have a ghostwriter who just asked him a series of, like... F- <laughs> Yeah. Shot, shotgun questions. Question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you think about teenage pregnancy? Okay, yeah. what do you think about porn? What do you think about chips? 
Uh, and there we go. That was this week's educational reading. I think we learned a lot about the differences. I think, I think broad, overall, he's right. I think, I think he's got everything right there. You yeah. think he's right. The you Brits think there's that. a correlation between our love of <laughs> chips and vinegar and our teenage pregnancy rates. I, I, I think he's bang <laughs> on. And I think everyone else has been too afraid to say it. And Jimmy has finally, finally <laughs> come out. That page oh was like... Sex education in a uh, in a Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 very true. You will get pregnant and die. yeah. It was yeah. like don't don't watch porn because uh, then that's don't why you got pregnancy. Yeah. Oh God, I've, I've had chips with vinegar. I'm going to yeah. get pregnant. <laughs> Jack, let's move on to Chelsea. You know, probably probably the oh. time. Sorry to say it, Maisie. It's probably the time most. Uh, listen to the podcast. Will probably associate Jimmy with his time sure, at, at, sure. at Chelsea. You know, he's there. He was, he, sat, he was there, it's probably his most stable period at Chelsea. He was there for quite a while, and you think that the book will be more stable because of it in some ways. But, Jack, is that true? No, I think it gets more unhinged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really, like, it starts to, I think what's difficult about this book, as we're saying, is that there's no sense of time and scale. And I, I didn't realise how long he was in Holland before he went to Portugal, or how mm-hmm. long he went from Portugal to Leeds, and then went to Atletico, and then came back. And then him being at Chelsea, I was like, well, I, I know what happened here. Ranieri was there, and and it went wrong, and then Mourinho came, and then Hasselbank left. I un- I understand those facts. I can cling on to those facts. Yeah, but if anything, I just sort of left it feeling more confused about what I thought I knew. There, there are so many bits that just don't make any sense. I mean, I'm going to read an entire paragraph. <laughs> on 8th September 2001, we played at home against Arsenal. Again, it finished 1-1. I scored our goal, but was then sent off. My red card was later overturned by the FA. One week later, on 16th September, we played at White Hart Lane, where we beat Spurs 3-2, and Frank Lampard was sent off. In that same week, Lampard, Jody Morris, Ijaga Johnson, and John Terry were fined two weeks' wages for going on a drunken rampage in a Heathrow hotel bar packed with grieving Americans just a few hours after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. I was pleased that new players had joined the squad. (laughs) What?! Is, I, you touched upon something I, that I forgot about in the book until I reread it. I love how much he throws players under the bus as well. He doesn't let anyone, oh, yeah. anyone forget anything. Mario Melchior is like his best mate at one point. He says, like, yeah. oh, he should have tackled that guy, though, in yeah. the uh, FA Cup final, wherever it was. He it's, really, it's, it's, it's the Champions care. League. It's like, it's, I, who remembers these things? It's bizarre. There's but a bit like, where he lists everyone who's ever committed an uh, offence in the game. Like He goes, Adrian Mewtwo. <laughs> He took cocaine. George Graham. But again, with no like actual no. anecdote behind no. it. Yeah. He's more just going like Adrian Matu was right. You know, he, he should have been punished. Um, other people I know have taken cocaine are the following. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then nothing else. Oswald Snip. Uh. <laughs> Oswald Snip doesn't really get a look in after the uh, the first my, half of the book. My theory but why is about he Oswald Snip. Nine Eleven in. Why? I don't know. Mm. And why? And why then suddenly veer wildly back to like talking about team chemistry? Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it's... the whole book like quite. It's quite upsetting to read in a way because every line could be there could be a terrorist attack at the end of the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and how then, you and feel then about you know it. that he'd then just be like, you know, oh, and um, sev- uh, you know, seven thousand people lost their lives. What was great about the training sessions at Chelsea? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's very odd. It's very. There, there's also. Do you guys remember Sassy? Oh, I did not know about this at all. The bullying, the bullying of Sassy. Who was, so... who was Sassy? Oh, this he... is the fitness trainer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got it here. This is just listen. To this very this is like absolutely horrible. 
Ranieri often followed the advice of his fitness trainer, Roberto Sassi. After a while, Sassi came to be hated by all the players because he was the one who made us practice so hard. Can you imagine a fitness trainer making footballers <laughs> how, practice hard? How dare you? Don't you know who Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank is? He Here gets let into He them. then says, it was abnormal. <laughs> we often complained to him, but he always thought that our attacks were just personal, which was not the case at all. Sassi was an Italian who had somehow become more important than the manager. He says it wasn't personal and then just goes on to attack that the fact he's Italian. <laughs> uh, the players weren't very happy about this, so we started giving him a hard time. He was really bullied by us. Sometimes we would hit or kick him. If there was snow, we would smear it all over him or throw compacted snowballs at him. If there was a big puddle of water, you'd be sure that old Roberto would be thrown in there. What's weird about this is that it's not even like, oh, I guess I did. we, we did bully him a little. It's like, yeah, we bullied yeah, him. Yeah, we did. And, yeah, yeah, we and destroyed his life. Extremely, like, un, like, extremely brutal description of exactly yeah. what oh, yeah, we horrible. did. At one stage, it got so bad that he practically begged to be left alone. This happened after he demonstrated a new training idea of his in which he played the part of the ball. Now, not to victim blame, but if you're being bullied and you're a fitness trainer, I wouldn't suggest that you go up to these group of people and go, I'll be the ball. (laughs) Sassy had all the players stand in their respective positions while he walked from one side of the pitch to the other. As a player, you had to follow the ball. You can so see where this is going. Sassy, Mm. like, absolutely, like, Left you, you, but you're here. just screaming at the book, like, just just go, just run yes. away, sassy. Yes. After Kick yourself while, into touch. We all got tired of it and said, and now it's time to score. Then we ran up to sassy, picked him up and threw him into the goal. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I didn't think I'd grow to dislike Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank as much from this book. No, they chased I after him. Yeah. They chased after him to the snow. Uh, and he's just sort of mentioning that like it's really harmless and then just says, however, in the tackle by Mario Melchok to stop him escaping, he broke a rib. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, broke a, they broke his yeah. fitness trainer's rib. And then yeah. they're like, oh, we were re- that was serious. We were like, oh, my God, we should stop doing this. Until he recovered Until when we did it again. Right, <laughs> 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 the other 15. Yeah. You know how sometimes when this comes out and we're like tagging the footballers and stuff, I don't think we should do that with you. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I I value my ribs. I value my ribs. (laughs) So maybe maybe we shouldn't do that. I thought the Ranieri stuff was interesting, actually, because we just read, so Maisie, we just read Jamie Vardy's book. And Vardy, oh, oh, he he loves Ranieri. Absolutely loves him. And then, did you notice the the cool, uh, the nickname, which uh, Ranieri clearly took from Dennis Wise? Dennis Wise. in, In Vardy's book, he yeah. says that Ranieri said, hey, man, you're always being such a radio. Stop being such a radio, you radio wanker. Oh, and, yeah. Um, that's an actual he talks line so from much. the book. Yeah. Because uh, he talks so much. And Jamie Vardy's like, oh, that's such a great name. Thank you for that. In this book, Jimmy Ford Hasselbank says that Dennis Wise called Gustavo Poyet the radio because he wouldn't stop talking. Oh, I missed ah, that. That must have been where, where Ranieri got the name. Ah. Ah. There we go. That's nice. That's this nice, feels that's... like genuinely um, like uh, a movie like National Treasure, where we're just picking apart clues from the whole, <laughs> yeah. of all of these books to work to, out to some say greater that's meaning. That's quite a reflection of this book. That one of the most interesting f- things you would only realise <laughs> if you'd read somebody else's book. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I mean, and that, therefore I, corroborate. I, I think I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with the podcast. Really, I think I would say. <laughs> standing alone these episodes aren't interesting but only when you get to about 40 episodes you go okay now I'm starting to get something a little like oh yeah you've got to listen for 40 episodes (laughs) the first 40 are unbearable but then it just like a switch goes off 
<laughs> Maisie, I think now that you've read Jimmy's book, I think you're going to really get into football books. I'm going to, I'm going to send you some. I think once you read five or six, you're going to be hooked. You, Jamie know. Redknapp, John Barnes know. sat around reading Jermaine Pennant's book. The most interesting thing in this book is that Atletico Madrid has a gynecology department for the football clubs. <laughs> and he, and he's, obs- he's really interested by that. Which yeah. doesn't surprise me. But he's yeah. like talking about his first day at Atletico Madrid. And he's been like, oh, the, the, the um, facilities were amazing. They even had a dentist and uh, that you could drive into the car park underneath the ground. Uh, there's even a gynecologist for the players' wives. What have they done to their wives that you need an on-site gynecologist? <laughs> What fresh hell. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I like them, them mentioning the dentist and being like, oh, but he's not always there. You have to book an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> you just live in the car park. <laughs> just go, oh, yeah, thanks for letting us know because we're always um, wanting to yeah. book in with the dentist at Atletico Madrid. You know? <laughs> like, well, yeah, we'd get to Madrid and be like, well, I know there's a dentist at Atletico's um, ground, yeah. but I'm not sure he's always there. What does Jimmy say? He's Thank not always God there. Jimmy okay. told me to book. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the book ends around then. They, after after Chelsea, he, I think he goes to Middlesbrough very briefly at the end of the book. Yeah, which uh, is very odd as well. Yeah. He just it just he sort of ends by going like um, three good players that are going to be really good coming up: Stuart yeah. Downing, uh, James Morrison, and some other guy. Anyway, bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, no. The, I think the last thing he like uh, last line is like, uh, I think I wouldn't mind being a manager. Okay, all right. I think, I think that's literally the last thing he says. Like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll be a manager. That's yeah, it. And of course, he, yeah. he, did, he did become manager, which is which is fairly interesting, but it's not an interesting book. Oh, and, and he gets stressed about his um his house renovations, like Gary Neville. Oh, yeah. I noticed. Yes. Yeah, which was, yes. uh, yeah. which was interesting. Yeah. But the big question, did this book change you? Maisie <laughs> Adam. <laughs> did it change you? It can be for the better or for the worse. Yeah, it's changed me, definitely. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Has it aged the... you? Yeah, it's aged me. Okay. Uh, I used to be the only person in my family that couldn't understand why everybody tutted when they heard Jimmy's name. <laughs> I might not be tutting for the same reasons because I understand them now, but I still will tut at Jimmy's name because of this monstrosity that I've had to read. <laughs> um, at least you've got a present now for Christmas. You can get some of your family members. I'm not this keeping this. <laughs> I'm not keeping this. What are you going to do with it? Um... God. Bring it round to mine and we'll burn them together. Yeah, that's quite... Uh, I mean, actually, record that, we'll pandemic. put it on our socials. Let's do that. Yeah, that's, that's we don't know what's going to be. If there's a loo roll shortage again. Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> Very good too. I'm, I'm just going to... I might get rid of my book, but I'm going to snip out um, to Adam my security escort. I'm going to keep Aww. that. I'm going to keep that page yeah, and just that. change that to James. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I do I, feel... Sorry, I do feel like it's worth just mentioning because Jack liked to bring up the... Um, not so subtle clangs of his wealth. And there is one just as he gets towards the end of the book, which again, it's segued from um, drugs in football to, it's, this is just after he's listing what should have happened to Adrian Matu. Uh, yep. He then goes, I also read in the papers that some of the players have started acting like pop stars. However, I never knew they were also writing about my earrings. I've had these earrings for two years now. Apparently, there was an article in some magazine or newspaper saying I bought them for £6,000. There are diamonds inside, so they are expensive, but they didn't cost me £6,000, at which point you're thinking, oh, it's less. Oh, God, no. They actually cost me £7,500 each. Each, meaning I have £15,000 worth of jewellery hanging from my ears. I don't care if people know how expensive they are, but I do want to show them that they are something beautiful. That's nice. Oh, God. 
just let me out of this elevator. But if there's, I am glad he mentioned the um, ear because I always think of him as always having very shiny ear, ear studs. I've always thought that. that. When you, it, when on the you front very cover. kindly, when you very kindly sent me this book in the post and I unwrapped yeah. it, I thought a lot of things, <laughs> but what I did not think was, good God, that's 15 grand's worth on his face there. <laughs> it's one of the cheapest covers and uninspiring yeah. covers I've seen in a long, long time. I'll be honest, it's... I've been reading this on the train to gigs some places and I've been taking off the cover so people can't see <laughs> oh, what I'm reading. That is a, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that already you've, you've, you've stumbled upon what we do with them. Yeah, great. It looks like the Bible now. I've been reading yeah. the Bible on Southern Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's better. That's honestly that better at this much point. Much better. Don't you think the cover... Do you, do you remember the Greatest Hits album by George Michael, ladies and gentlemen? <gasps> The front yeah. cover really makes me think of that. It makes it me really think. It really does. Of, yeah, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank in a suit, sitting there. Yeah, and he's got a sip. He's got that goatee that George Michael had around that time. Yeah, yeah. True. It's, it's got a nice watch good. on. I'm surprised he didn't mention that. That's true. It, it, it's, it's probably in the <sighs> Jimmy Jimmy Two, the next book, which may be coming it's on to good. read soon. <laughs> Um, what are we giving it out of 10, everybody? Um, oh, God. Maisie, I think, you're gonna even, I think I know what you're going to say, so I'm going to save you to the end. That's all right. Um, Jack, how about you? What are you giving it out of 10? Uh, four. I oh. can't believe I'm giving it a four. Is, is, you think that's weak? You don't have to. You don't I, have to. I, think, I think it's nice that I've given him a four, but I can't back out now. Okay, fine. You can. Nope. <laughs> okay, cool. No. Uh, Tash, think. what are you saying? I'm going to give it a three because it did help me sleep a couple of times. <laughs> okay, sure. I, I, three was what I was veering towards because I, I enjoyed the use of the word dolphinarium. So sue me. I liked yeah. it. I hadn't heard the word dolphinarium ever and he used to go there when he was a kid. So that was nice. Anyway, and Maisie, what are you giving the book out of 10? I'll give it a uh, two. One for, one, one for each year he played at Leeds or one for each expensive earring. <laughs> Beautiful. Now that gives it 12 in total, which is three. Oh, that's Ooh, one of the worst ever. Good. That is that's one of the worst score. ever. That is, I, 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 but, it, but it feels good. Doesn't it feel good? It, it, does, it does feel quite good. It's, it's 1.25 less than Michael Owen's soccer vindicated. skills. I do feel a bit vindicated because I did have the fear that, James, you were going to turn around and say that you loved it. Me? Yeah. James's taste in football books is way out of line sometimes. <laughs> is <Not> it? <laughs> This I is... think this one was so bad it could unite everybody. Sure, I was worried you were going to say that I liked it because of all the sexism. It was like uh, James. James usually yeah. really goes James, for sexism. He yeah. has this theory about softcore porn and teen <laughs> pregnancies. Okay. God. Finally, someone's speaking my language. Well, there we go. We've done it. Probably won the. I think. I think maybe. It, I think it did a bit better than Jermaine Pennant's book, but not by much. Jermaine anyway, book is yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's 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 up there. It's up there with the pennants of the world. Anyway, for the quiz this week, you're all named after cast members in the 2005 film Hostage. So, Jack, uh, you're, you're Bruce Willis as uh, Police Chief Jeff Talley. You can't say that. Okay. Uh, Maisie, you're Rumor Willis as Amanda Talley. Rumor, Rumor, oh, and Bruce God, were in was that it? Film. A- yeah, was, it a, uh, yeah. was it a nepotism Father, gig? Father daughter. It was a nep- nepotism <laughs> gig. And uh, there's no one else famous in that film, so Tash, you're Jimmy Pinchak as Sean Mack. So there we go. That's <laughs> who you are. There was someone called Ben Foster in that, but I thought that'd be confusing because, you know, the keeper. <laughs> anyway, shout out your full name if you think you know the answer. If you can remember your full name, just say yes. <laughs> if you want. Question number one. Which Dutch legend does Jimmy describe as he would chatter like an old lady and never shut up? I don't mean it in an unkind way, but he is stubborn. <laughs> Which oh. Dutch footballing oh, legend God. is he referring to? Uh, Bruce Willis's uh, uh, police chief Jimmy <laughs> Jeff, Shotgun Jeff McGee. Tally. Jeff Tally. Jeff Tally. That's it. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, is it Gus Hiddink? Nope. 
It is ah. a play. It is a player. It's a fellow player with him. It's not Rude Van Nistelrooy, is it? Uh, excuse me. What was that? Um, it's not. Oh, was sorry. that Rumor Willis? Rumor Willis. Yep. Is it Rude Van Nistelrooy? <laughs> We've got to have rules. We've got to have rules. Um, e- no, it God isn't. forbid we make this it any isn't. less tedious. I am <laughs> at the end of my tether. I swear to God. <laughs> Jimmy Pinchak, have you got an answer? Any idea? Uh, no. Oh, who's the one who is his fairy godmother? Is it him? His fairy godmother? He has one, that guy who gives him... Oh, Janda Jong. Janda Jong, is it him? It, it isn't Janda Jong. It is Clarence oh. Sadoff. Clarence Sadoff oh. is the answer. He's a stubborn old lady. Uh, <laughs> who wrote the first record that Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank ever bought? Oh, Rumor Willis. Womack yes. and Womack. Very good. A point to Oof. Rumor Willis. Um, right. Okay, number three. It's a little bit of a, a language test here. What does God vot bod uk mean in oh, English? Oh, um, oh, oh uh, um, Bruce Willis as no, Dr. Jimmy no. Talley. He's just in ahead of you, Rumor. Uh, <laughs> even God plays football? Uh, yes, God plays football too. I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah, very good. Um, it's the alternative name for his local club, GVO, when he was young. I'll say. There you go. You learned something. That's cute. That was cute. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. What uh, What did Atletico fans do in the last home game of the season when they were relegated? Bruce Willis. Oh, Rima Willis. Rima as... Willis, the daughter. They threw eggs. <laughs> I... They, they, they I... threw eggs on the on the pitch, and Jimmy yeah. was worried that it would cut his legs. That, yeah. was, that was that was so odd. It was like it was funny, but we were worried we would get horribly injured by these eggs. I don't remember him worrying he was going to cut his legs. That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, um, he thought the shells would cut his legs open. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. Which is rich be... for somebody who broke someone's rib. Yeah, yeah true. very true. Name any of the three best defenders Jimmy has played against. Oh God! Oh, uh, Bruce Willis. Willis, John Terry. No, no. Oh, don't think John Terry. He does mention. With. He does mention. He does mention. He was good. Uh, yes, oh, Rio yeah, Ferdinand is is one. Jack. Always Rio oh. Ferdinand. He always comes. Oh, sorry, up. Bruce. Yep. Um, anyone else got any others? No. Give me two minutes. Oh, uh, Keon. <laughs> two minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, don't Could give me two minutes. What was that? Uh, Keon. Nope. Ah. Okay. Ah. Who was it? Five sec. Okay, I'll give you clues. Uh, one did play with him at Chelsea. Uh, France '98 oh, World Cup winner. Is correct. And third one was. Oh, how can I give a big clue? He loves waistcoats. Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate. Gareth Southgate. Okay. Yes. Maisie Adam oh. has got it. And um, finally, Jack touched upon this earlier. What player does Jimmy tip above Stuart Downing and James Morrison to be the next star oh. of the future at Borough? Right at the end. Oh, yeah. God. Um, um. Uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Is it? It's not Bruce Willis. This, oh, by the uh, way, it's, it, you're t- you and Maisie are tying. So whoever gets this out of you wins it. Oh God, this is so tense. This is like um, Mario Mario Melchior's about to come in and and break my legs. Um, Um, Tony McMahon is correct. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, rumor. It's Tony. Tony McMahon and Jack. That means Bruce Willis wins the quiz this week. Very impressive, though. Very impressive, Maisie. I can tell you. I can tell you really. That was you've, more exciting. You've really, uh, than the you've really wasted a lot of time remembering a lot <laughs> yeah. from this book. <laughs> you really have. I, I've now helpfully mastered the art of like reading it, and it just passes out the other. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally. <laughs> so, I bet Jamie Redknapp wasn't paying this much attention to John Barnes's book. Amazing. <laughs> I think uh, you've you've paid, uh, th- and thank you for doing so. As a reward, Jack, uh, you get our Ken Zong this week. So Maisie, Ken Zong is a guy who comes on our show every week, and he writes football chants about footballers who have long since retired. So uh, recently we had uh, the chant, Ooh, ah, Steve Grizovich to the tune of uh, Ooh, ah, just a little bit, which is a good one. We had uh, 
Oh, Jeff Kenner to Ultravox's Vienna. This week to Very the tune good. of... Thank you. This week, well, thank, thanks to Ken. This week to the tune of Work It by Missy Elliott. Oh, bit of a, bit of a, di- bit of a different oh, kind of music is... to Ken. Watch him work it. Bojan Kerkic brings the ball down, <laughs> flicks it and converts it. That is a. Did you, have uh, you done that? He did, sadly, he didn't go into that. I don't know how we could fit something into that. But no. Watch him work it. Bojan Kerkic brings the ball down, flicks it, and converts it. There we go. That's, That's all I got. Wild. That's all I got via wild. WhatsApp this week. There we go. Well done, Ken. Great guy. Uh, that is all for this week. But if you need more, we'll be chatting for 20 minutes more over on our Patreon with that episode out on Monday. To listen, please do join the Football Book Club Club for all our bonus episodes. And to get your hands on a Football Book Club book, book, bookmark, Head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. We'll be back in a fortnight with our Christmas special. Yes, it's Christmas time already. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) We're so deflated. (laughs) Yeah, this this is a very low energy ending to the episode. I'm sorry. I need Christmas after this. If you'd have asked me to read this in January, it would have been really bleak. A tough year. A tough year ahead. A tough year ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But, Imagine if we know. did this in lockdown. Uh, oh, oh, do you want to imagine did. that? No, I yeah, we did. <laughs> 40 books, you know what's maybe. actually really sad? Is, um, I got gifted, this is a humble brag, by Leeds United, a shirt. And you know what they gave me? They gave me Patrick Bamford's number, number nine. And now that is all oh. I'm associated with. Is, oh, Jimmy would like this because yeah. he's obsessed with the number nine. <laughs> or a number six. Because, as we know... It is That's true. Yeah. yeah. Any number, you've been, numbers are ruined for you now. They're so Yorkshire puddings are ruined for you now. Sharks are ruined for you. Sharks, dolphins, teenage girls. I've gone from living my life in colour to living it in grey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't Can think we, we use t- that as a pull quote. I, th- uh, I, think, I, think, I think we should end the episode on that note. So, uh, in the meantime, make sure you get in touch with us on Twitter, at Football Book Club, Instagram, at Football Book Club, or on Facebook. Send us your thoughts, your author football puns. We need a lot, despite Jack slagging them off. We need them. Any last words? Oh. Dolphinarium. Oh, good one. Yeah. That is a good last word to end on. And, yeah. Yeah, you know. Shadwell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, and goodbye. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Natasha Frisco, Jack Bernhardt, and Maisie Adam. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank for writing the book, but where are they now? Well, Jimmy went on to play for Charlton and Cardiff before retiring somewhere in the UK, probably not Shadwell. He's still scared of sharks, but did recently watch a dodgy version of the new Ghostbusters film before it came out. Good for him. Mario Melchio left Chelsea to terrorise fitness coaches at Birmingham. Jimmy's local Dolphinarium sadly closed down, and there is no evidence linking teenage pregnancies and vinegar consumption. The music, Hills Behind, is the work of Silent Partner and is used in the Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back in a fortnight. See you then.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.